Okay, go ahead. Speaking with Jimmy Cliff all the way over there. Whereabouts are you now, Jimmy? I'm in Dorset, England. Dorset, England. Country of the Olympics that I was just watching a while ago. Good. Uh, what is it? Morning or afternoon there? I have to be asking you all of these. Sorry about that. It's afternoon. We are five hours ahead of you. All right. Good afternoon, Jimmy Cliff. Welcome to West Indian Rhythms on CKUT. I'm here with my co-host, Miss Faitlin Sankar. She's going to be doing most of the chit-chatting with you because she's fascinated with a very wonderful singer. So, um, good morning, Faith. Good morning, Mr. Karen. Good morning, Jimmy. We're so happy to have you um, here on, on the program. Uh, you're a legend uh, in Jamaica and abroad. Uh, I'm just going to start off by saying you've had quite an impressive career. And if you had to look back, what would you say you're most proud of professionally and personally? Well, um, your colleague uh, said earlier that I'm a singer. Yes, I am a singer. <laughs> I'm also a songwriter. I'm also an actor. I'm also a producer. So um, in, in the area of the entertainment, I do all of those things successfully. Indeed. Um, well, which one? They're, they're in a combination of all of those um I couldn't really pick one out and say one has been more successful than the other because they all combined together that made my success. But of course, I think the highest point of my career must have been with my acting, singing, and the, in the heart of they come. Good, good. Um, if, when you look back um, on, on your success, how did you handle it at 24 years old in, the, in 1972 when the film was released? How did you make sure that you didn't get to your head? Oh, uh, I have set goals for myself at a very young age. And um, until those goals are accomplished, um, it's not uh, possible for, for me to let one step up the ladder get to my head. Mm -hmm. I have not accomplished all those goals yet. That's one of the things I've always admired with Jimmy Cliff. Um, not hearing your name being thrown around. Uh, I've always admired you for that. Now, at such a tender age, making such a big movie, um, what made you feel that you could have done some acting? Because I never thought of myself as an actor. Well, the, um, the question that you asked there was the same question that the, the writer of the movie and director asked me, mm. I was doing a, a, a recording session. I just finished the session and he came to me and he said, I'm making a movie. Uh, my name is Perry Ensel. I'm making a, I want to make a movie. Do you think you could write the music for me? Mm -hmm. um, I said, what do you mean do I think I could do? I can do anything. And with, with that answer to him, he, the next thing I know, he was sending me the script to say, I want you to act in it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I was reading your bio and it even said when um, at the age of 14, um, when you went into the studio and then you asked them for a break, you know, at 14 years old, what were your influences? And like, how, how did you manage that at 14 years old? Well, you know, when you have goals set 
and they are clear in your mind, in your head, you know the path that you have to take so you don't allow obstacles to stop you. Mm-hmm. So that was it. You know, I saw an opportunity and I just went for it. I, I, I it was um, Leslie Kong. And, of Beverly's uh, records. Not yet in the record business, and I just went to him and I said, uh, "You know, you know, I have a song, and uh, I want to. You can be in the record business if you want, and I'm a good singer. You're, a, you got the money, I got the talent. Let's go." Yes, and 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 you surely went there, Jimmy, because um, who wrote uh, the inspiration behind the harder they come. The, the many rivers to cross. This is that. That's one of my favorite all-time songs. The the inspiration and all that. How did that come about? That song came at a period of time in my life when I wasn't seeing clearly mm-hmm. how to accomplish my goals, and uh, out of the, those kind of frustrations, that song came. However, that was my experience, but it wasn't only uh, inspired by my experience. It was also inspired by um, the observation of um, looking around at my ancestors and other people's lives. So combination of all those things inspired that song. Very nice. Nicely done. Um, I see that you've had like about 30 albums. And in the 70s, you worked extensively. It was one year... Every year you put out an album. And then um, if, we, if we go back and forth and we see where you are um, today with the re- Rebirth being released um, on July 17th. And um, it, it was quite a, a time span, eight, eight years, if I'm not mistaken. What, what is the explanation of, of that, the gap? Uh, well, you know, the, 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 the entertainment business has changed a lot mm-hmm. due to the advent of technology and, and, and things like that. So I had to be very careful that I had the right people working with me, right company, the right managers, you know, all of the people around me. So it takes time to sort all of that out. Mm-hmm. So that kind of took the time to, to do all of that. But however, I was writing mm-hmm. during all that time, you know. Now, you know, um, you said you were talking to us from out of Britain. I I I realized in in the early years you were up there during the riots in Brixton Hill and I, and I'm gonna pick your brains a little bit here now. You were there during the riot in Brixton Hill. How has it changed? What has the change been in Britain? Because you know we seem to read some negative things happening in Britain. What is your view on that, Jimmy? Well, in terms of social. Um situation with the population in um, in London, where I'm familiar with most, mm-hmm. um, I don't uh, see a lot of changes, you know, I think, um, you know, the rich has gotten richer, and the <laughs> poor has gotten poorer, oh, yeah. and, you know, poverty breeds crime, yep. and so for a, a country that uh, claims to be so civilized, such as Britain, they're up there in the top 10 as one of the highest rate of crimes in the world. It's surprising, but it's a fact. It's true. 
Um, by the same token, um, and in keeping with the idea of like social conscience, um, I listened to your old music as well as the new ones, and even um, the the Blessed Love, Cry No More, and 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 the Children's Bread. Um, what would with all the success that you have attained, how is it that you still maintain the soul that you have and mm-hmm. just like the conscience, the social conscience that you do have still? So, my role in life is to inspire and uplift uh, people. So, um, as long as the breath is breathing in me, I will still be doing that because everyone comes here with a purpose to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, when one realizes what one purpose is in this life, one just keep doing that. So that's my purpose, and that's what I do, and that's why I'm still commenting on social things that happen. I'm still commenting on relationship. I'm still commenting on, um, you know, whether it's one-to-one relationship like. Uh, like uh, cry no more or, or relationship of people together with blessed love, all of that. And th- those are still things that touch my heart deeply that I'm able to express them in my songs. Mm. Um, for those struggling artists, and I will always um, look back at the youth, what would you say for the, for the ones that are, are constantly failing? Um, how did you handle failure as an artist? Well, I took every failure as a lesson, and I learned from that lesson not to make them again, mm. and always keep my eyes on my goal. So like, you know, the song on my on the new Rebirth album called One More, one there's more. a line in it said, uh, I've got one more bullet in my gun, mm-hmm. and I can't run till the deal is done. <laughs> I've got one more shot at the prize. So don't be surprised. Just open your eyes. Wow. So, you know, those are the things that uh, when you have your goal set, that's the difference between people who are successful and not successful. If you have a goal and you stick with your to where your goal is, then, you know, that you will be successful. Great. Indeed. What, what are your thoughts on um, the, the young uh, music coming out of Jamaica right now, the new music? from the young artist? Well, we have two branches of the music coming out of Jamaica. We have the the original branch or the traditional branch of what we call roots and culture. You know, it's still there from, you know, evidently from people like myself in this new album, Rebirth. And, you know, people like Queen Africa or people like um, Taurus Riley. Right. And, and uh, you know, a few more. But then you have the other other side, which is uh, we, we, we call dance hall which is really mainly focusing on girls and cars and superstars. <laughs> so um, there's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, um, you know, you're coming to Montreal for the first time on the Reggae Fest. I need for you to tell the people, what you know, what is Jimmy Cliff bringing that we haven't heard before? Well, of course, uh, I'm bringing all the experiences that I've learned over the years. I'm a better singer now. Mm-hmm. I'm a better performer now. Mm-hmm. I'm a better actor now. Mm-hmm. I'm a better writer now. 
and they have not seen all of that. So they'll they'll be seeing somebody uh, fresh and new that I've seen before. If you've seen me ten years ago and you see me now, you'll see some something better, something more. So uh, that's it. Nice. So um, do you still have that real tight, nice band? I have a very, very tight band at the moment, yes. Mm. They've been touring with me since uh, since uh, early uh, May of this year. Okay. And we're touring until September. So, you know, the more you tour, the tighter it gets. And so they will, they will see a very tight, tight and right band. <laughs> um, uh, when I look at your music and I see it's so vast, you know, um, and the reason I think why you've been successful is that you, you weren't really pigeonholed into being just the solely the reggae artist. Um, I want to know, how did you manage that? And even um, when you look at songs like Akuma Matara, um, how did that one come about from The Lion King? Well, I've always tried not to be pigeonholed. I've always tried to avoid that, even though it has been difficult to avoid that because I'm one of the contributing creators of the music that we call reggae. Mm -hmm. So it was difficult not to for people not to just pigeonhole you into that bag. But then I made songs like uh, Sitting in Bimbo and then you know, those are reggae songs. And so a song like Akuna Matata, um, it was originally written by Tim Rice and, and Elton John, mm -hmm. and they asked me to do it for the movie. So I got together with them and uh, said, well, let's change the words to, you know, to suit me. Because I want to do, they want me to do a reggae version of it. So that's how that came about. Wow, amazing! L last night, actually, I was I was watching the movie, um, your your the first movie that you did, uh -huh. and there was a line in it that kept resonating with me, and um, I wrote it down, but it was very late at night. And actually, it, it was just saying that, you know, the essence of the movie was like, you're going to, if you keep on trying, you could get it if you really try, if you really want and if you really try. And so mm -hmm. um, what I'm wondering, really, even for you in your case, um, how did you make sure that, that you know, like the producers and um, the record label that you weren't really taking advantage of? Who represented you throughout your career to make sure that you really got what you deserved? Well, um, that song is a very spiritual song. You can get it if you really want. I cannot say that I've not been taken advantage of, but I have learned from those things that it doesn't happen more than once, you see. And, you know, I don't get caught in the same trap more than once. But that song, You Can Get It If You Really Want, is a spiritual thing with human beings. We all know inside of us that when we really want something, we can get it. And that song has been used politically by the left and the right. It has been used by the leftists, uh, the Sandinistas in um, South America mm -hmm. to win their elections. And it has been used by the right, by the Tory party, which is now in, uh, over here in England, wow. to win their election. So, um, you know, songs are like oxygen. Music is like oxygen. So you cannot stop people from breathing it. Well, you know, it's... Um, <laughs> it, it, what you just said there is extremely powerful because you see, I uh, I never I never thought of it that way until I heard Faith asking you the question, and um, to really to really 
put a song like that together is amazing. It is because like yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, I was just saying. You know, when uh, a singer or a songwriter expresses something in a song, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily uh, just for that individual, but it's for people. So that expression, other people were feeling it. It's just that we, because I'm a singer songwriter. I was able to express it. I'm feeling it too. So I was able to express it. And it resonates with other people, just like how you just said it resonated with you. Yes, that's for sure. I'm wondering in terms of writing, um, how do you, does your songs come about? Like, do you bring around a notebook? Um, how many attempts does it take for you to know that, wow, this, this will resonate with people? Well, uh, yes, sometimes I travel with a notebook and I jot down things that comes to my mind. Uh, because sometimes if you don't jot them down, you know, they slip away. And or sometimes I travel with, uh, I used to travel with a small uh, tape recorder. But now, you know, I can travel with a smartphone and just uh, put down the idea. Whether it be a melody or a, or a line or a rhythmic idea, you just jot them down. You know, and that's how it works. Right. I'm just wondering, in keeping with that same idea, um, because the songs that you sing are so great, I'm wondering, were you trained to write? Like, a, did you take a script class at one point? Uh, not at all. Uh, my father was an avid reader. My father was like the lawyer of the village. He didn't have a, a law degree. Right. But he knew everything. Everyone from the top to the bottom to the middle of the society would come to him to ask questions. So um, I inherited a lot from him, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to really take a, a formal lesson down to do that. When you talk about your father, I'm just wondering at this point, how often do you visit Somerton? Oh, very often, actually, um, when I'm not traveling a lot. I mean, it's my, that place is like my uh, my refuge, you know. When, I'm, when I go out on the road and I'm really kind of get tired, that's the place I can go and say, ah, oh, yeah. wow, you know. And uh, <laughs> I visit a lot, you know. It's the place I love. Wow. So this is where you go back to rejuvenate that mind and soul and spirit, right? Absolutely, absolutely, you know. That's the thing, you know. With, with, with us, when you go back to things that remind you of a certain point in time when you were a youth and all of that, it invigorates certain cells mm-hmm. in your body that keeps you young. So, please, I go to get that. Um, as we're, we're gonna, we're, uh, really pressing on your time here and we appreciate, um, talking with you so much today. And I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you this, uh, in terms of like the, the, you're one of the, the only musicians that have received the order of merit from the, the Jamaican government. Right. And I'm just wondering, what does it mean to you? Well, um, you know, I've got lots of honors. I've got, I've been honored by residents in um, Africa. I've been honored by in the in the UK uh, in 
many parts of the world, but to be honored in your own country, it means a lot more. You know, I had also received, inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right. which is a prestigious um, institution in the United States. But to be honored in your own country, it means a whole lot more, you know. Mm-hmm. Because like the, the whole saying goes, uh, a king doesn't get honor in your own country. So when you do get it at home, it means a whole lot. Um, we're going to end on a light note, and I'm going to say, what does Jimmy do for fun on his downtime, aside from visiting Summerton? I love to swim. I love, I love I'm an athletic guy. I love to uh, keep fit swimming, jogging, um, martial arts. Those things uh, are my pastime things. I love to hang out with friends in summertime. You know, I still go and have a drink with them and things like that. So those things keep me keep me keep me occupied. Well, Jimmy Cliff, uh, one last thing from me is uh, once again tell the people of Montreal what Jimmy Cliff will be doing on Sunday, the eighteenth, nineteenth, and the nineteenth of uh, August. Tell us what you'll be doing at the Reggae Fest so that they will come out for sure to hear Jimmy Cliff. Well, all you wonderful people in Montreal, this is Jimmy Cliff, and I'm saying to you, to, to all the, the music that you've heard and like over the years, I'm going to endeavor to do most of them. And if I don't do them, you just request them and I'll do it, depending on how much time I have. At the same time, I will be doing things from my new album, and you can expect an invigorating, uplifting show, your spirits and your physical body to be lifted up. So don't miss it. Jimmy Cliff, on behalf of myself and the radio station here and my co-host, I say thank you and have a blessed evening, my friend. Take good care, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you and blessed love to you all. Thank you for having me. Anytime, my brother. You'll be good. Thank you.